Thank you for listening to another inspiring message from The Movement Church. To find out more about The Movement Church, you can check out our website at theocmovement.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The OC Movement. Church. I'm so excited that you tuned in. Good morning, studio audience, and every one of you that are gathered today at a watch party. How good is this that we actually get to get together face to face with a few people as we begin the re-engagement strategy for the Movement Church? And maybe you're still at home, and listen, we're excited that you're tuned in as well. I believe God has something incredible in store for you today. But I just want to ask you to do something right now. If you are loving the Movement Church services, I want to ask you to do me a favor and to subscribe to YouTube, to go onto Facebook, yes, right now, go onto Facebook and like our page on Facebook and share it with your friends. This is one of the ways that we can get the message out there about what God is doing in the Movement Church and really the message that God wants to get into the lives of every person here in Orange County. So help us out with that. Subscribe, like, and share, and do that right now. Go ahead, take a minute, do it, because we want to make sure the message gets out. But today we are in week two of our series, Prodigal. And this series is looking at the heart of the Father towards you and to me. You know, I don't know what your experience with a father here on earth has looked like. You know, maybe you didn't really have a father who was present. Maybe you felt abandoned by a father. Maybe you had a father who was present, but just not involved. And maybe when you think about the role of a father, it's a struggle for you to identify what that looks and feels like. And and whoever you are, I want you to know that this series is for you. You know, maybe you're like me and you grew up with a father who was active and present. My dad was affirming and told me I could do anything that I set my mind to do. But do you know what? I need to know what the heart of the Father is for me. And so this series is for me as well. And I'm excited to dive into it. You know, we're focusing on a story in scripture where Jesus is just stepping onto the scene to start his ministry. And he's baptized by John the Baptist. And when this happens, it tells us in all of the gospels that the clouds part at that moment and God makes a statement. And if you're following along in your Bibles, you can look at Mark chapter one, verse 10 through 11. And it says this, When he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven saying, You are my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Listen, this introduction, this moment made Jesus's identity so clear. And last week, Pastor Kerry talked about your identity. He talked about our adoption into the family of God. And when you say yes to following Jesus, he talked about the fact that we become sons and daughters of God. We are no longer slaves. Listen, Jesus's identity was made so clear in this moment, but I love that God took it a step further and he brought affirmation. He said this, in whom I am well pleased. 
Listen, today we're gonna talk about the affirmation of a father. Type that in the chats right now, the affirmation of a father. You know, all of us need affirmation, don't we? <laughs> Every single one of us. You know, I, I wanna take a moment and, and pray for us as we get started this morning, because I believe that God wants to remind you who He says that you are. And so would you bow your heads and close your eyes today? Lord Jesus, I thank you so much, God, for every person who is tuned in online. God, I know it's not by accident that they are tuned in today. Even the ones that just stumbled across this on Facebook, God, I know that you put this in their path for a reason. God, you wanna remind us who you say that we are. So God, today I pray that you would open our hearts to receive all that you have in store for us. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone typed in the chat, amen, yeah. amen. <laughs> You know, just recently we celebrated my daughter Brooklyn's 16th birthday and we had the opportunity to take her on the trip of a lifetime. Um, we got to go to New York City. And so we were so excited to take her on this trip. And honestly, we were blessed to do so many things. We got to see a Broadway show, eat at some incredible restaurants and all of this before COVID-19 took over New York. And so we just had the best time celebrating her birthday. And as we were traveling home, we asked Brooklyn, did you have a good birthday? And she said, yes, it was the best ever. I had so much fun. And then she kind of paused and we were like, well, was there something that we were missing? And she goes, we didn't do the thing where we sit around the table as a family and everyone shares what they're grateful for about the birthday girl. <laughs> I told her ahead of time I was gonna share this story because it was too good not to. But in our house, when we celebrate birthdays, we take time to pause and celebrate the moment. So we take time to sit and to reflect on what we love about the birthday boy or the birthday girl. When we have friends over, we do the same thing. And sometimes people get awkward like, oh, I don't know what to do about this affirmation, but here's the truth. Everybody loves to be affirmed. All of us do. We all like affirmation to know that we're doing something well. You know, there's a disorder I looked up and it's called the emotional deprivation disorder. And I know you may not know what that is, but it's when children at fundamental stages of their life get little to no affirmation and it has lasting effects on their life. Why? Because children need the affirmation of a parent or an adult in their life for successful emotional and mental development. They need it. You know, parents, you are your child's inner dialogue. Wow. You are painting a picture of who they are with your words. Wow. And they're gonna believe what you say about them. If you say that they're big and they're strong and they're amazing, they're gonna believe it. They really are. And perhaps you're tuned in right now and you grew up in a home where you had a severe deficit of affirmation. And I'm sorry that you walked through that. Maybe right now in your relationship, there's a real vacuum of affirmation. We all need affirmation because that inner dialogue, it doesn't stop as we get older. Yeah. In fact, I think it gets louder, yeah. don't you? <laughs> the world is constantly screaming at us that you are not enough. The enemy is constantly whispering self-doubt, fear, and shame into the soundtrack of your life. But remember, 
As a follower of Jesus, you've been adopted as a son or a daughter of God and your father in heaven is speaking truth and promises over your life right now. So guess what? You get to decide who you're gonna listen to. If you're at a watch party, look at your neighbor and say, you decide. If you're at home, type it in the chats. You decide who you're going to listen to. Listen, even Jesus needed affirmation and that's what we see here in the scripture. The Bible tells us that when Jesus came to earth, he became flesh. It says in the Bible that he dealt with every human feeling, every emotion, every temptation that you and I would deal with, yet he was perfect in every way. Well, if he dealt with every human emotion, then you know what? Jesus had a need for affirmation and he received the affirmation of a father. In Mark chapter one, verse 11, when he said, you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Listen, to be well pleased means to take delight in. Have you ever seen the way that a new parent looks at their brand new baby? There is such delight in their eyes. It's like, wow, this child is amazing. They are perfect. You know, my children, Brooklyn and Avery, they're my kids. And you know what? In them, I am well pleased. I take delight in them. I take delight in their strengths. I take delight in their weaknesses. I take delight in their quirks. Listen, you need to know that this is exactly how God looks at you. It's exactly how he looks at you. And so I just wanna share with you three things today that I believe are the affirmation of a father for you. And number one is this, if you're taking notes, your value is intrinsic. Your value is intrinsic. Listen, there is nothing that Brooklyn or Avery could ever do that will change my love for them. Nothing. I'm gonna love them for the rest of their lives. I am. Your value is intrinsic. You know, I've been thinking about taking up a hobby. Everyone during COVID-19 has taken up a hobby. And um, I thought that I might enjoy painting. Now, what I don't know is if I'll be very good at it, but I just thought we have this huge canvas in our house and maybe I'll give it a try to paint it. So I have the canvas, I have the paint brushes, I have the paint. I haven't tried anything yet because I'm not very confident that I'm gonna be good at it. But one day it may be my hobby. You know, real artists, when they are uh, painting their art or sculpting their art, they put themselves into their work. They put themselves into their artwork. And do you know what makes their artwork priceless? When an artist does not want to part with their masterpiece, that's when their work becomes invaluable. Listen to me, friends. You are invaluable to God. That's great. You cannot do anything to prove or to earn your worth. The scripture tells us this in Ephesians chapter two, verse eight through 10. Hey, listen, God saved you by his grace when you believed and you cannot take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Listen, salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done so that none of us can boast about it. You can't earn this for we are God's masterpiece. Somebody type masterpiece. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. You are his masterpiece. You are his work of art. 
Hey, listen to me. God delights in you, not because of what you've done, but because you are His. You can wrestle with this. You can fight this, but this is the truth. You know, kids, when they're little, they believe the affirmation of their parents. They believe anything that you say. It's only as we get older that we start to think that affirmation is just flattery. And I think it's because we get skeptical because we're aware of our own shortcomings. But you've got to know, your heavenly father says your value is intrinsic. You know what else he says? Your sin does not define you. Come on, tell your neighbor, your sin does not define you. Listen, when you were growing up, were you ever told, shame on you? Or you should be ashamed of yourself when you did something wrong? I think it was an attempt to possibly correct us of poor behavior, but unintentionally it put shame on Shame is described in the dictionary as a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. Listen, you need to know that the enemy is gonna broadcast the message of shame in your life with one goal, to rob the confidence of your identity in Christ. That is his goal. Shame tells you you're not enough. Shame says, how could anyone ever love me? Shame says, it's your fault. Listen, the Bible calls Satan the father of lies. So let me ask you a question. Which father are you listening to? Shame is not the message of God, but God does bring correction. You know, years ago, I caught my youngest daughter, Avery, in the middle of a lie and I had to correct her and it required some discipline. And when I had disciplined Avery for lying to me, she started sobbing and crying and she cried for a while. And I finally said to her, okay, Avery, what's going on? What are you thinking? And she's sobbing, crying these great big crocodile tears. And she looks at me and she says, I have a bad heart. (laughs) And she's just crying and she goes, how could you ever love me? It was the saddest moment. But I looked at my daughter and I said to her, listen to me, Avery, nothing will ever change the way that I love you. But it is my responsibility to teach you. You don't have a bad heart. You just made a poor choice. Proverbs 3.12 tells us this, my child, don't reject the Lord's discipline. Don't be upset when he corrects you. For the Lord corrects those he loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. Hey, listen, God, the father loves us enough to correct us when we're wrong or out of line. And there are consequences for our sin. But the good news is God doesn't keep a scorecard. He's just looking at your heart. The voice of the enemy would attempt to bring shame in that moment. But listen, the voice of the father brings conviction that leads to repentance. So you've got to remember your value is intrinsic and your sin does not define you. And finally, number three, you are who he says you are. You are who he says you are. You know, the first two years of high school, Brooklyn was running cross country. 
And in her second year, she, she got an injury that actually just made it really difficult for her to run. And, and so it slowed down her pace and she absolutely felt like she was a failure. And she wanted to quit. She wanted to throw in the towel on cross country. But her dad looked at her and he said to her, Brooklyn, you are not a failure. You are not a failure and you are a Robinson. Robinsons don't quit. Robinson's finish strong. And so he made her stick out that last season of cross country. But do you know what? At every race, he was standing on the sidelines yelling, come on, you can do this. That's my girl, cheering her on in the process. And you need to know that that moment when God parted the clouds, when Jesus stepped on the scene to start his ministry, that moment was God reminding him and the entire world who Jesus was. He says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And you know what? This happened before Jesus ever performed a single miracle. It happened before he ever saw the lame man walk. It happened before he ever raised Lazarus from the dead. This happened before Jesus laid down his life for all of humanity. God spoke this over his son before Jesus did anything. Because it's not about what he did, it's about who he was. You are who God says you are. Listen to me, friends. You are not who your spouse says you are. You're not what your finances say that you are. You're not who your friends say that you are. You're not who your successes say that you are. Listen, no one and nothing gets to define you except God and God alone. And I know you need to be reminded today about the truth of who God says you are. It's easy enough for all of us to remember the negative words that have been spoken to us, isn't it? I bet you can remember the person who called you stupid the person who compared you to someone prettier or stronger, more successful than you. You know, words are like gum on the bottom of a shoe. (laughs) They're hard to get rid of. No matter what you do, it's like there's always a constant remnant there to remind you. And I believe that today God wants to remind you who He says that you are, to combat the lies of the enemy. Because God loves you. Your value is intrinsic. Your sin does not define you. You are His and you are who He says you are. You know, I know there's some people that are tuned in today and maybe this message is even hard to receive because maybe you haven't started a relationship with Jesus. And I just wanna tell you, I believe it's the reason you tuned into this service today. I think it's the reason you're listening because you have a father in heaven who loves you. The Bible says he created you. He loves you exactly as you are. There is nothing you can do to earn his approval. But the scripture tells us that sin, our sin separates us from God. So God desired relationship with you and me So he came up with a solution and he sent his son Jesus to pay the price for our sin so that he could have relationship with us. And you don't have to get your life perfect before you start a relationship with Jesus. 
It's a free gift available to you and me. It's just our decision to receive. And so I wanna take a moment right now and invite some of you who are tuned in online right now to start a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you're here and if you're honest, you've been running from God. And I believe today's the day to come back, to be reminded how much God loves you, that your value is intrinsic, that your sin doesn't define you, that you are His child, you are who He says you are. And I just wanna invite you to take a moment with me right now and to pray a simple prayer and make a decision to follow Jesus, whether it be for the first time or the first time in a long time. So in every watch party and in every home, would you take a moment with me right now and would you bow your heads and close your eyes? And if that's you, and you need to make a decision today to follow Jesus, would you just pray this simple prayer with me? You can pray it in the quietness of your own heart or in a whisper out loud. Just say, dear God, I know that you're real. I know that you love me. I know that you gave your son Jesus for me. Thank you for choosing me. Thank you for forgiving me. And today I'm making a decision to follow you. And then let these words be the simple cry of your heart. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you prayed that prayer with us today, we are so excited to be a part of this journey with you. Please email us at info at theocmovement.com. And if you were not in the area, we would love to help you find another life-giving church near you please send us an email at info at theocmovement.com. Thank you again for listening to another inspiring message from the Movement Church.